what these young bloods have to understand that this game has always been and will always be about buckets. Just attack the basket. What's really good, my people? Welcome into Buckets, Action Network's daily NBA betting podcast. We're in the workshop Thursday, NBA slate, so you know who's with me. J Money is money, is on deck. I am your host, Sean Little. AC and Lewis Capper is out for the evening. Thursday slate, there's quite a few games, and I like quite a few of the spots, unlike tonight's Wednesday slate. But that didn't press J Money. He went to the murky waters, came out with the W on the Pistons yesterday. So we move forward. You know how we get down. We give the play. We give the cap. We get you guys out of here. We are presented by BetMGM, the king of sportsbooks. Go download the Action Network app. Everything you need to know about sports betting and upcoming Sunday championship in the NFL, AFC, NFC, NBA, tennis, anything you need. Action Network app. All right, J Money is money. What are you looking at? What's your best bet for the Thursday NBA slate? I'm on the New York Knickerbockers plus two and a half. Ooh, J Money. Come on down <laughs> to the Knickerbockers. All right, I'm looking at the Jazz. I'm going to go team total over 124 and a half on the road in Washington versus the Wizards. That's the number that is posted right now. We'll get to the details, but official Jazz. Team total over 124 and a half. All right. Let's go to Madison Square Garden one time for the one time. J Money is money. The champs are in town. I will be in the building. I'm very much looking forward to this game tonight. Jokic, the rest of the crew, the new look Knicks. Denver's had trouble scoring a rock as of late. Talk to me about why you like the Knicks here with two and a half at home. And they're going to have trouble scoring here, in my opinion. I think the Knicks have a really good roster that they could throw at these guys. A real defensive type of team, hard-nosed type of team as well. I mean, even that game versus the Nets, they weren't supposed to win that game and still good it out a win. It just kind of show you the signs of a great team and a, and a game that they were down basically the majority of the game and then come back and not only win the game but cover as well. Now, let's look at it. The Nuggets have basically owned the Knicks in their passing games. Out of the last 10 meetings, they have won eight straight. And then you see the Knicks start to creep back like, hold on, we can ball with y'all guys. So, I always talk about it. it's the law of averages after one team owns a team for so long the other team is due like the Knicks are probably due to win four or five straight versus the Nuggets as well but I don't care about four or five straight I just care about this one I think the Knicks get the job done here I actually think they win this game outright it's just if you're going to give me points I'm going to take them every single time but also the Nuggets this is the last game of a five game road trip as well they are coming off three straight wins a tough win versus Boston a win where they barely won but didn't cover versus the Wizards and then they barely cover versus 
the Indiana Pacers as well. Another game where they had to good out and um, basically win that game in the fourth quarter, which they had a big third quarter in that game, but it was the fourth quarter was really tight. I mean, it was a two-point game with a few seconds left. So I just feel like this is the particular spot where the Nuggets might drop this game. They've only had a five-game road trip one other time this season. The last game of the five-game road trip, they lost by 19 in Houston to the Houston Rockets on the same line as well. They're laying minus two and a half in that game and end up losing by 19. So, I mean, I'm, I think the Nuggets going to drop this one. They got a couple of really three huge games coming up. Two games at the house versus Philadelphia and Milwaukee Bucks, and then they got another game versus the Oklahoma City Thunder as well. So, just feel like the Nuggets might be ready to get to the house in this one. Obviously, I really hope that Hardenstein comes back in this game, but I don't give a damn who's out there. Give me the Knicks in this particular spot at the house, getting the two and a half with the Nuggets on the last game of a five-game road trip. I like the Knicks here to win this game outright. Yeah, Hardenstein would be a great addition. He's questionable as of right now, missed the last game out against the Brooklyn Nets in Brooklyn. If he comes back, it'll be a big get. But you heard Jay, doesn't matter for him. But either way, it would be very impactful for Jokic because it's been Jokic and Murray and nobody else for the most part as of late for the Denver Nuggets. Now, if they could slow up one of those guys, it's almost impossible to slow up Jokic when he's locked in and really wants to go get it. Hardenstein on the floor or not. So you could slow up Jamal Murray, though. They're going to have a really hard time scoring the rock on offense. Last three games for Denver on the road. They only scored 114 versus the Pacers. They only scored 113 versus the Wizards. We'll get to that. I'm going to talk about the Wizards here in a second. They only scored 102 against a super grinded out game in Boston. So they've been having trouble scoring as they try to close out this road trip. Now they essentially are going to play the best team on the defensive side of the ball the last Mm -hmm. 15 games, you want to call it since the OG and the Nobi trade in the New York Knicks, and it's at the Garden primetime. I'm excited for this game. It's going to be – scoring is going to be tough, and it's going to be tough for them to come out and get a W here. I'll take the bucket and a half. I agree with you. I lean Knicks. I almost went there and played it as well, so I'm glad to hear you're on the Knickerbockers at home. It should be a really good game. Yeah, one more thing, Sean. The Knicks are one of the hottest teams in the league. They've won four straight games. They've won eight of the last 10 as well. And they're also seven and three against the spread last 10 games. And we know this team balls out at the house. I believe they were 11 and seven and one against the spread at the house. Uh, yeah, 11, seven and one against the spread at the house. The team balls out. I do think that this game should be closer to pick them. So I'll take the two and a half here, but I also think it's worth a little sprinkle, a little J money sprinkle on the money line here. I think this is going to be a really tough game for the Nuggets on the last game of this five game road trip yeah you don't want to close a five-game road trip going to Madison Square Garden where it's going to be noisy and you have to play the Knicks where they want to lock in on D and let's talk about some more ATS numbers the Nuggets on the road 8-15-1 and one away from Denver we know they like playing at home when they go on the road they do not cover the number some other things that I think are in the New York Knicks favor six of the last 19 home games have gone over for the Knicks so the number doesn't go over and if they're going to play a slow grind it out not a lot of scoring game I think that leans right into the game the Knicks want to play at home let's see how it shakes Knicks plus two and a half for J money this podcast is proudly presented by BetMGM use bonus code action when signing up to get up to $158 in bonus bets when you bet $5 for new users in Arizona Colorado Illinois Indiana Iowa Kentucky Louisiana Maryland Massachusetts Michigan New Jersey, Ohio, Pennsylvania, Tennessee, Virginia, West Virginia, and Wyoming. Terms and conditions apply. Must be 21 or older. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. 
All right, Jay. I flat out don't really understand this number. I was digging. I tried to reverse myself and cap myself out of this. That's how much I like this spot for the Utah Jazz. Team total over 124 in the half. All right, Jay Money, let's get into it. I went and looked back at the last 15 games. I typically go back. That's like my scope. If I want to see if a team, how they're playing, I go back and look at the last 10, and I'll go back and look at the last 15. I went back and looked at the last 15 for both the Jazz and the Wizards here, and all the numbers the last 15 games support the Jazz putting up a big offensive showing here versus the Wizards. Last 15 games, Jazz fifth in offensive rating, 121.3 per 100 possessions. Wizards over that same span, 24th in defensive rating. Jazz, number two in offensive rebounding percentage over the last 15. Wizards, 29th in defensive rebounding percentage. So Jazz are crashing the offensive glass and picking them up, and the Wizards can't rebound. Second chance points galore should be happening for the Utah Jazz and Walker Kessler, marketing and the rest of the guys. Let's talk about pace over the last 15 games. Jazz, number one in pace. The Wizards are number three. This game is about to be up and down. The Jazz play offense, one of the best teams in the NBA the last 15 games, and just since they kind of turned it on here midway of the first half. Let's talk about the spot. Jazz have lost three in a row after absolutely turning it up to another notch and almost being one of the best teams in the NBA over that span. They've come down to earth a little bit, have lost three in a row, and they're coming off getting smoked by the Pelicans. They lost by 29 the last time out. Marketing in that game, the last time out versus the Pelicans, he only had 11 points. He's averaging 24 in January, and Utah still scored 124 against the Pelicans mm. on the road with Marketing only scoring 11. Let's talk about rest. Jazz are extremely well rested. They've been on the road, but this will only be their fourth game in the last 10 days. They had the postponed game against the Warriors. That adds a little extra rest in there. But fourth game in 10 days. Now, let's talk about the Wizards. They're on a back-to-back. No travel, but still on a back-to-back. And I think that leans into more tired legs coming down the stretch there. For Washington, I think Utah can take advantage of that on the offensive end. Last point. The Jazz have scored 125-plus in 6 of 8. The two other games they didn't score 125, they scored 124. That was against the Pelicans and the Nuggets. This number is flat out too low. Big bounce back spot for the Utah Jazz after a bad Lori game, after a 29-point loss. I expect these dudes to come in rested and absolutely blitz the Wizards on the offensive end. Give me over 124 and a half on the team total. I would play 125 and a half as well. J Money is money. I feel so good about it. I tried to reverse myself out of it. I was like, I can't feel this good about the spot. But I don't see why Utah doesn't come in and hang a big, big number on the Washington Wizards. Yeah, I don't see why they can't come out here and put up 130. One point that you made that I really like was that, I mean, they just went up against the Pelicans, who I think are a top-tier defensive team in this league here. So if you can put up 124 versus the Pelicans on really like a bad shooting night, then they can definitely put it up against this Wizards defense that's barbecue chicken. I mean, this Wizards team is not great. They don't really care about playing defense. They're just one of those teams that they shoot a ton of threes, and let's just see if we make them. 
Let's see if we get lucky, but there's not a ton of defense being played other than Gafford. You don't really have a ton of paint protection down there as well. I mean, you got Marvin Bagley starting at the five. He's 6'10". You see what I'm saying? So the Jazz have a ton of size. Walker Kessler, Laurie Markkinen, John Collins as well. So even throw in, in uh, Kelly Olenek as well. So even though he's not going to bang down low, but the Jazz shoot a ton of threes as well. If they start to make them, I wouldn't be surprised if they put up 130, 135 in this one. Uh, you guys know the total isn't really my thing, but it's a really good point they're looking at I me mean, if they could put up 124 versus the Pelicans they could definitely put up 125 versus this which team that's on a back-to-back as well yeah and that's it was a little bit of a blowout so those numbers get skewed late but either way I lay it out over the last 15 games how good they've been on offense and now they have to play a team that can't rebound wants to push the pace just like them I expect Utah to put up a big number here nobody on the Washington Wizards averages eight rebounds a game. remove Marvin Bagley he's only been there three games He's averaging 10 rebounds over those three. But outside of him, Gafford averages 7.6. Then you got Kuzma and uh, Denny at right around 6.2.3. This is a really great spot, in my opinion, for the Jazz to put up a big offensive number. Rested, bounce back. Laurie's been playing really, really well, and he's coming off a bad game as well. Jay, give me your first game out when you were looking at the board. You ended up going with the Knicks. Was there any other leans that you were looking at I started to go Sacramento. I wanted to lay the two there in that spot, but I just like the jazz spot too much to play something else. One thing I'll say to everybody listening, my biggest thing is like it's called the best bet for a reason. Mm-hmm. If I really, really like the jazz, I'm going to play the jazz and I'm going to play the jazz only. I'm not going to play the jazz and then play another spot that I don't feel anywhere near as strongly about and then split and be furious that I even touched the second play because I felt so good about the Jazz. Jazz comes in, Kings don't. Now I'm tilted, and I paid the juice, man, and now I'm very upset at myself for even playing that second play. So that's Mm -hmm. why you usually typically will see me and Jay give out singles. AC will usually spread it across a little bit more, but that's the reasoning for me on why I typically only give out one play. A couple games that I'm really close to getting to, and I really think they're the right side regardless whether I bet them or not, but that would be the Pacers plus the four and a half plus the, I believe you can get five. Pacers plus the five. I do think that the Sixers might be a little bit of a fade after coming out, after Joel and B coming off that 70 point game. Now, I know that there's no Tyrese Halliburton. The Pacers finally did get a practice day to get Siakam a little bit acclimated. They took the Nuggets to the brink over there. I mean, the Pacers just have a ton of guys that just never give up. These guys will claw at you all game long. You see what I'm saying? You got to be locked in for four. 48 minutes playing up against the Pacers, going up against guys like TJ McConnell, uh, Benedict Matherin, Miles Turner, Siakam now. These teams just never really gives up. I love their grit. I love their grind. I wouldn't be surprised if the Pacers were able to keep that game close. And another one is the Miami Heat plus the seven. I do think the Celtics will be a major public bet. It's not that the public can't win sometimes, but I do think like when I say public, I just mean people are just kind of looking at the game. Oh, the Heat have lost what, four straight games now? They just lost as double-digit favorites to the Memphis Grizzlies as well. So it's a back-to-back Terry Rozier's first game, he had a horrible game. Something tells me that the Heat bring their best game. I'm kind of split in between trying to take them in the first half or the full game, but I wouldn't be surprised if the Heat won outright tomorrow versus the Boston Celtics. So two games I'm really close on betting. That's the Indiana Pacers plus a five. It's the Miami Heat plus a seven, but I am on the New York Knicks plus a two and a half. Keep an eye out on the Lakers as well. Right now sits at minus five and a half versus the Bulls. LeBron questionable as of right now as I read the injury report on Wednesday night. At 11.30 p.m., Anthony Davis also questionable. Cam gave Vincent still out as well. Keep an eye out there. I think that number is going to move either one way or another depending on what shakes 
on that side. All right, to recap, J Money is money official. Knicks plus two and a half at Madison Square Garden. I am on the Jazz team total over 124 and a half on the road in Washington. That'll do it for your Thursday NBA best bets for J Money is money. I am your host, Sean Little. Go follow J Money is money on Twitter. Go subscribe to his YouTube show on the daily. Always giving out tons and tons of information, angles, leans, everything you would want in a capper. J Money lays it out for you. Follow me on Twitter as well at Chicago Flow. I will be back tomorrow with Matt Moore for another episode of Buckets. J Money is money. We'll be back next week. We are presented by BetMGM, the king of sportsbooks. Go download the Action Network app and always get buckets, baby. We'll see you all tomorrow. Action Network reminds you, please gamble responsibly. If you or someone you care about has a gambling problem, help is available 24-7 at 1-800-GAMBLER.